0: Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse number 5 this this evening. And, And I love these verses here. I love these verses. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in the tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patient, and patience worketh experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. We just thank you for each one that's here tonight, Lord. We pray for those... Lord, that's been mentioned in the prayer request, those who are sick, those who are not here, Father, we just ask you to lay your hand upon them, touch them as only you can. And Father, we'll praise you tonight, In himself, and him our spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, a- as we see in the scriptures here and looking at the events that's happening in this world today, uh, you and I should realize that society doesn't stand or appreciate. The relationship between the believer and Jesus Christ. Many think, why in the world would you give up your time and go and worship at the house of God on Sunday morning, Sunday night? Well, why would you give up your time on Wednesday night to go? And praise God. Why would you give up time to go to a, a church on a Sunday night or a Monday night or a Thursday night and, and, and praise God? Why, why do you do that? They don't appreciate the relationship that a believer has with their Savior. Why would you give all that money you make and earn and give it to the, to the church I'm here to say that one day I met the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus saved my soul. And one day God brought me into a new relationship and I'm glad it's not one-sided. I think about all the things that he's done for me. Sheila sung that song, got to praise him. I want to give him the praise tonight. I want to give him the glory tonight. I want to lift him up tonight. God has saved us. God has given us so many blessings in our life tonight that we ought to just stand sometimes and just thank the Lord. I think about in this text here, you find a lot of key words that are mentioned. The word faith is mentioned. The the word of peace is mentioned. We find the word grace and the word hope and the word glory. And I think all about all those things that God has done for you and I. I think about that old song that the Perry's, Sung years ago, I rest my case at the cross. And in that song, the words for I have been justified, satisfied, oh, I have it all, so I rest my case. At the cross, that's what I want to talk to you tonight about. Resting our case at the cross. You know, in a courtroom, the uh, uh, defense would get up and, and, and lay out their uh, whole plan of defense and everything, and then then they say, "I'll rest my case." The defense rest. Here, here, Paul is giving his case. Paul is presenting his his defense. Paul is making his case, and he says, "I rest my case." Not on what I've done, not on what I can do, but I rest my case on what Jesus Christ has done for me at the cross of Calvary. He shed his blood. That's what I'm resting my case on. I see the purpose of justification. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God, not through ourselves, but through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul discusses the truth of justification. You see, the source of justification comes from one thing, that word faith. Your justification is a matter of faith, believing and trusting in God. It's not of works that are some believe that you must work for uh, justification, you must work for salvation. Many try to do that, many believe that you can do that. Many believe they can work their way to heaven, but I'm telling you here, there's only one way through heaven. That's what Jesus Christ done at the cost of Calvary. He shed his blood. He said, I am the way. Good works are good things, but good works cannot get you into heaven tonight. He says, I rest my case at the cross. God has declared that we are unrighteous. And unless we come by faith, believing in Jesus Christ, we're unrighteous. There are benefits in justification by faith. Uh, we we, 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 we had the experience, the peace of God in our lives. I remember when I was lost, I had no peace. I, I was running to and fro- I just, I had no peace in my life and I had no hope. And it seems like uh, the trials and the troubles would shape me to the core And we're living in a time now when troubles and trials seem to have a lot of people shaken to the core tonight of what's happening around this world. And, and I'm afraid it's slipped into churches. It's starting to shake churches up. They don't know the pressure that is coming, that is going to happen. And they can't comprehend it tonight. Let me just say this, the things that's going on in this world you need to stand up and take notice of because your freedom is about ready to be pulled from you and shut you down. I'm going to rest my case at the cross of Calvary. I'm not going to rest it at a government place. I'm not going to the president. I'm not going to the governor. I'm going to rest what I believe in on the cross of Jesus Christ and none other. We find there's some benefits in resting our case at the cross. But I'm glad to say I have met Jesus Christ and he changed my life and gave me peace that passes all understanding that I, I don't have to fear and fret in this world about what's happening around me and what's going on. I have that peace that passes all understanding and that's what the world needs. That's what you and I need. That peace in our hearts tonight. I look at it, I'm one day closer to seeing my Savior every day. That's when, when this world shakes up. There's a deep peace in my soul tonight that I don't fret, I don't worry. I'm about tired of seeing news. I'm tired, tired of hearing what's going on. Because I just want to have the peace in my life. Prior to salvation, we lived in fear. We lived in that uh, uh, fear of standing before God and thinking about facing God. But one day every believer and every non-believer is going to face God and they'll stand before God and give an account. But I'm glad to tell you that I can have peace knowing that I'll stand before an almighty God because not what I've done but what Jesus Christ done and I rest my case in what he's done for me. And we should do that. We should have that peace in our lives. That's why in Ephesians chapter 2 it says, For he is our peace who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enemy, even the, the law of commandments contained in the ordinance to make him in himself twain one new man. So, making peace. And that's what Christ has done for every one of us. He comes, the salvation he gives us brings that peace. Is a benefit in having the faith in Christ. He, he's saying, "I've rest my case. I have that peace and understanding that I know what He's done for me. I, I, I now, I now can stand before God because the wall has been torn down." In the Old Testament, they couldn't go before. There was only one that was allowed to go in the the room there. There was only one to go into the the holy room there, and that was the the priest. But he said, now, now, what do you say? Now we can do that. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a great significance there is on the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation comes by no other than Jesus Christ himself. Christ was sacrificed for sin. And because of his sacrifice and his atonement, thank God, I have been set free from my sins. I've been set free from the bondage of sin. And I'm glad that my sins are gone. They're no longer before me. As Don preached last night, they're they're no longer before me. They're behind me. He says, hey, Satan has nothing in Christ uh, and Satan has nothing around Christ and he don't have nothing over Christ. Thank God I am that way. Satan has nothing inside me. He doesn't have nothing against me. He has nothing over me because my sins are gone because of the cross of Calvary and what Jesus did. There, there's a prize in justification he said first we have access before Jesus came no man could go into the, behind the veils except for the high priest but remember when Jesus died on the cross and what a great sacrifice it was the veil was rent not from bottom to top but top to bottom giving everybody that knows Jesus, that's washed in the blood, access to the throne of God. During the pandemic, most countries were locked down and couldn't do anything. Churches were locked down and couldn't do anything. And I read a statement by the Pope. And you've got to love this. You really got to love this. The Pope said because you cannot come to church, then you take your request to God yourself. And it hit me. If he's making a bold statement that hey, because of the pandemic, because you can't get the church, you can take your request to God. In other words, he said you no longer have to come to church and get a priest to intercede on your behalf. You have that authority to go through the throne of God. It wasn't the Pope who gave you the authority. Jesus Christ gave you the authority. I need no Pope. I I had the authority to come into the throne room of God myself. And it floored me when he said it and I shook my head. He says, dude, you know what you're saying? You're saying everything that you preach is a lie. You're saying everything that these priests that you got running out there, that hey, you must come from us to ask for permission of sin, is a lie. Now they can go to God themselves. And what if they opened up the church's back and said, now you got to come back to us. Amen. I I have that access to the throne of God. I'd have have to go through no one for that. I see the assurance in verse number 2 by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We stand in Christ and there's no other reason for a believer to fear. The believer stands with the grace of God through Christ, while well, we have we have been accepted into salvation, the bold we have this bold uh, access. This we have this uh, boldly access to the throne of God tonight. We have been adopted into the family of God, and that is great assurance that we can have especially events changing in this world every day then you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen next week. But in Christ, we know where we stand. We know our assurance is in Jesus Christ. And he says, I change not. Amen. And if I put my faith in believing in him that he's not changing, then I can rest assurance on him that I don't have to fear. It seems like we have a, have hit rock bottom in America. I don't, I don't know if you keep up with the news that's going on around in this world, but it seems like everybody's got their rights except for one organization, Christians. You, don't, you no longer have rights. They're being pulled from you. And I'm afraid that what's going to happen with a lot of Christians, we're going to bend and we're going to give in and we're going to accept. And when you do that, you lose your faith, you lose your assurance, and you lose your access. Well, what are they going to do to me? I don't know what they're going to do to you, but I can tell you what God will do to you. I fear him more than any man that walks this world. I'll fear God. He says, why well, fear man when they can just kill the body, when God himself can kill the soul and body? I'm not going to fear God. I'm not going to fear what these people around here do. We, we have this assurance, no matter what this world goes through, no matter what we have to face as Christians, we still have Christ. And I like it, we have have the abundance in verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand. It's not in ourselves, but it's in Jesus Christ. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know, I don't believe we can comprehend everything that God has ever done for us. I really don't. I, I, I know a lot of things God has done for us, but I really don't think we can comprehend all the things that God has done for you and I. We know about salvation. We know about grace. We know about mercy. But you know what? I believe there's some times in our life that we walk in and God would direct our path. We never know it to keep us from being harmed somewhere. You ever got a notion, say, well, I don't, I, I'm going to do this, and all of a sudden someone said, don't do it and you don't do it? And later on you hear it, if you haven't done it, you've been caught in a horrible accident or something. I, I don't think we can comprehend all that God has ever done for us. God has provided us in great things. He's provided us our homes. He's provided food, our shelter, our our raiment. He's provided a a place of worship. He's provided us with everything that we ever had. I I don't ever see a Christian going without because they are a child of God. I see Christians that go without because they're still living in the world and not in the body of Christ. Don't tell me you're a Christian and you're doing without because the Bible says He provides all things for us. You make wrong decisions, you make wrong choices, but God provides. And knowing that, listen, just knowing that, just knowing that hit me last night, knowing that that ought to give us and create an attitude of praise and worship in our hearts, knowing that God provides. No no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, God provides. And that ought to create an attitude of rejoicing in our heart and praising our heart and rejoicing what God has done for us. And we serve a mighty God. I may not understand everything going on, but I can have an attitude of rejoice because of what God has done for me. God is not shaken, God is not moved by what's happening in this world. And if God is not shaken and God is not moved, then why should we be shaken and moved because we're in God and not the world? Bible says be separated. Until we are separated from the world, we're going to still act like the world we we'll be separated and have the mind of Christ in us, and we will not be shaken because we know who we are. Because I know one day I'm heading to a far better place than where I'm at today. There's praises in justification. Many many believers in Paul's day, and this text was facing great persecution, and they were facing because of the faith and why they believe and stand for Christ. But it's so easy for us to focus on our difficulties. It's so easy to focus on the pain. And when we focus on the difficulties, we focus on the pain, we sometimes miss the blessings of God. We miss what God is trying to do in our lives. You see the trouble, you see the adversities. And they may affect us physically. They may affect us mentally. It may may even affect the emotional state that you're in. But it never changes the spiritual standing that you have with God. And because of that, we ought to realize, don't miss what God is trying to do in your life. Don't miss the blessing that God is trying to provide for you in your life because you're focusing on this world and what's happening. Take your mind off this world. Take your eyes off this world and fixate it on the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm going to rest my case at the cross. That's why in Romans 8, 28, for we know all things that work together for good for them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose, That, that, that scripture has your name in it. He said because of those who are called according to his purpose. A child of God. It may seem like things are, are out of sort in this world. It may seem like things are turned upside down. But remember you're a child of God and all things work together for them that love the appearing of God. No matter what we go through he's still God and we're still a child of God. It changes not. In verse 3 And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience, experience, experience, hope, and hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given in us. Paul urges the believers to stand fast. They're going through persecution, they're going through trials, they're going through difficulties, they're spreading out and they're getting thinner and thinner and Paul urges them, stand fast. Let let me encourage you tonight with these three words tonight. And I hope you take it to heart and really let it sink in. Three words, don't give up. I see so many Christians today are just giving up. They're turning away. They're they accepting what the world throws at them. Open the doors and let it come in. Come in, have a seat, take root. You can grow. Lord, no, that's not where we stand. We're still standing on the Word of God and what thus saith the Lord, not what the world says. In this text, there's something waiting on us. There's a great prize, a blessing. That awaits us at the end of our journey here. He talks about the patient. He speaks the, about bearing up uh, uh, under a load and enduring a heavy, uh, heavy load. I realize the load may be heavy tonight, the load may be overwhelming tonight, but I want you to know there's never been a time that God hasn't seen you. And God doesn't know what you're going through. There's never been a time. That's why he said, you cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. He mentioned the word experience. Experience speaks of character, integrity, and of strength. Through these hard times, through these things that we're facing, just like the people in Paul's time, they're facing uh, persecution. I I believe we're going to face it. And I believe we're going to face things like we've never seen before or have to face. But I want you to know this. There are people watching you. They're unbelievers and they want to see what you're going to stand for. And they don't want to see somebody that's weak in their faith. They need to see somebody that stands strong in their faith. They don't need to see somebody torn up. Out of the frame because of what's happening in this world. They need to see some Christian people that are uh, walking and growing in their faith. So we don't want to look weak in our faith. But be strong in our faith. Philippians 4 said. We can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. I don't have it in me. You don't have it in you. But there's one that lives in me and there's one that lives in you that can he can I don't know if I can make it on my own my physical body I don't know what I can do but Christ can he can do all things and I can be him what he wants me to be and I, I find the more you stand with God the more you give him the faith the more you trust in him the more experience you give the longer you'll go The longer you walk with the Lord, the stronger you're going to get with the Lord. He mentions the word hope. Experience results into hope. I'm glad that I have hope tonight. I see so many people today that don't have hope in their life anymore. Hope is is the confidence of anticipation. Anticipation. Hope never results in a shame. It never disappoints and it never deceives. It never confuses. Hope provides confidence in Christ. You and I can have hope because we have a lively hope, the Bible tells us. Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's not in the tomb. He's not there like all the other prophets of this world seems to worship. Jesus is not there. He is not shaken by what's going on in this world. That's why I can have hope and have the confidence because Christ lives. And I know that He'll get us through this. He talked about the word peace because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the hope, Holy Ghost, which is given in us. We can have peace. Uh, that word shed, we know that Christ shed some things for us in our life and for our lives. We know that He shed His blood at the cross of Calvary. God shed His blood for you and I. God shed tears for us. Jesus wept over Jerusalem, the souls that were lost. He wept for Lazarus that was dead. He wept because of the sorrow of the family didn't want to lose him. He had tears of compassion. May we never lose the tears of compassion in our lives or in our church tonight. We look around us, we see things that are happening. We weep for our family members, we weep for the lost, we weep for those that are hurting. There needs to be more compassion. In the world, and it has to start at the house of God for those who trust and believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus still gives us hope in this world. Jesus wept over the sins in the garden. He said, my soul exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Let's be honest. When was the last time we actually shed tears for the lost? When's the last time you shed a tear for a family member that was lost and undone? You know they were going to hell. When's the last time the church had a burden for the lost in this world today? For the hurting. We need to be concerned with the lost souls not in this world not just only in this community, but in our families. When have we wept over the sins that we see in this world? When have we fell on our faces? "Lord, here I am. We're facing difficulties. We're facing uncertainties in this world today. But I know Christ lives. You ask me how I know because he lives in me. I don't have to fret, I don't have to worry about what this world is going to do, who's going to do it, when they're going to do it, or how they're going to do it. I read the last chapter of the Bible. I'm a winner either way. And and if we're already winners, then we should not fall prey to what the world is planning on doing. I'm telling you here and now that hold on, the ride is going to get rough. It's going to get worse than what it is now. And it's only been, what, three months, two months, and it's going to get worse. But I can rest my case at the cross. The defense has been laid down. The defense has rested. The world tries to bring up the prosecution. The world tries to point to you. But let me tell you what. They cannot win. This case of defense is solid. And it's going to endure to the very end. We need to have a burden. We need to see the lost in this world and what they're going through. Because let me tell you. The one soul that got so it saved last night. The devil's going to prey on them today the and tomorrow and next week. We don't need to lose them as they come in. The church needs to